What is financial literacy? Especially if you're a beginner, you're hearing these words. And some even say being financially literate can make you rich. Is it true? Well, let's dive into the mindset and the five things you need to consider about financial literacy if you're a beginner. Let's get into it. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder why not me? Maybe you wanna invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you wanna enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you already had some success in the stock market, but you wanna take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. Financial literacy is all the rage of a buzzword. And it sounds like something that you have to go to school for. Financial literacy, it just sounds like a college course. But the reality is there are some common sense things associated with financial literacy. And if we were to break it down into just simple terms, it's really just about how you understand and manage your money. Now, there's five categories that I want to share with you that can really expand your lifestyle if you change how you think about these five categories. So let's talk about number one, making money. The concept around financial literacy, around making money, at least for me, when I first got it started on my journey to eventually becoming a millionaire, one of the things I looked at when I was just working a normal nine to five job is understanding how I was making money. And most people make money by basically exchanging time for hours. So you work eight hours, you get paid for eight hours. But once you understand the financial literacy part attached to that, there's an emotional component to working your job. So, for example, I remember when I was working my job and someone would get upset at the manager or upset at the boss and they would say, you know what, I'm quitting my job after I come back from lunch break. And I thought that's not a financially literate thing to do, because if you quit your job, your bills don't stop. And so you still have bills to pay after you get your final check. And if you can't get another job and work two weeks in the hole and get another check before your bills start to come in, you actually hurt yourself more than you hurt your company or more than you hurt your boss by quitting your job. And so when people would say stuff like that, I would think, Man, they're not financially literate or understanding the impact of what this decision is going to do to their finances. And that's what financial literacy is about. It's really understanding money and understanding the impact of your decisions and how that's, how that's going to affect your financial future. On the other side, when I was working in the cell phone store, I remember standing in the store and I was selling cell phones and I would say, man, I want to apply to be a manager someday. I want to move up the ladder. And, you know, some of my teammates would joke and be like, oh, you want to be one of them? You want to get into management? And they would kind of talk down on uh, being in management. But what I saw was not necessarily that I wanted to be like anybody or separate myself from anybody. From my financial literacy standpoint, I understood that 
if I could increase my salary and kind of remove some of the commission because I was a commission based sales rep. So what would happen is if I would go on vacation, I couldn't sell any phones that month or that week. And so it would put me behind in the hole and I would have to work extra hard when I came back. But if I moved up into management, I became more of salary. When I would take a vacation, my salary would be the same. Now, the pros of that is that my base amount of money wouldn't fluctuate so much with commission. But on the other hand, I used to love commission because I could sell more phones and hustle and increase my earnings. And so that's where the financial literacy comes into place when it comes to making your money. Sometimes making your money may be better made as a commission job. Sometimes making your money may be better financially literate, financial literacy speaking from moving up the ladder and getting into management and raising your base. And so what would happen is as I raise my base, becoming a manager, I now knew I could count on X amount of dollars every single month. And then I could go start a side hustle. And so that's another thing. You could also start a side business or some type of driving Uber or something on the weekends. And maybe you're making that money because you have an end goal in mind that you want to invest in something, which we'll talk about in a minute. So now let's talk about budgeting. Budgeting to some people feels like the handcuffs are on them. It's like, I don't want to have a budget. But to me, financial literacy with respect to being in a budget meant that I would never get caught off guard. I would never have to feel stupid if I was out with my friends and we were at the mall and they said, let's buy these $200 shoes. I knew what my budget was. And so I never had to feel like pressure to do something or pay for something and worry about or should I say charge something and worry about how I was going to pay for it later. And so budgeting for me gave me permission to be able to spend money because I knew exactly how much I had to spend and I never got caught off guard and I never felt stupid. Budgeting is really in its simple terms, just keeping a ledger of how much money you have and how much is going out, but more importantly, how much is expected to go out because you have certain bills and certain expenses that you're gonna have to pay for every single month anyway. So if you could just put that on a piece of paper, you could put it in an Excel spreadsheet, just have a general idea of if I make $2,000 a month and my gas, my rent, my car note all comes to $1,200, just having that concept that I'll have $800 left over And then I have to chop that up and say how much is going to food, how much is going to date night, how much is going towards a new toy or outfit or something that I want. But just knowing those numbers gives you confidence and you walk a little bit different when you understand what's going on with your money. Let's talk about financial literacy from a spending standpoint. One of the things of my mindset with spending with relationship to financial literacy was I always knew early on that I had to decide my needs versus my wants, but I want to go a little bit deeper than that. See, when I was in college and people were buying new cars that I knew would put them in a bad financial situation because I knew how much money they were making. We were making the same at the same jobs. And I'm like, how can you afford that? Because I did my budget and I know I can't afford that car. And so I knew that they were technically, uh, I call it mortgaging their future. And mortgaging your future is saying like, I'm going to enjoy this car 
or this expensive thing that may be outside of my budget right now, knowing that I'm going to have to work two jobs for, or knowing that I'm going in debt, meaning I'm going to have to pay for it with future earnings, with money that I haven't even made yet. And so people would spend money on things that they were mortgaging their future, meaning I'm going to have to work. I'm already spending next month's money so that I can enjoy this car. And that was not a good scenario once I understood about spending on my needs versus my want. I'm like, I want that, but I also don't want to mortgage my future or commit next month's paycheck to having fun with that today. And that's just a financial literacy thing. It's like understanding that maybe buying that thing that you can't afford today means you're committing to spending money you haven't made yet. And the problem that we can get into with that is sometimes you'll commit to a two, three year car note, for example, just to enjoy the car today, knowing that maybe it's a little bit outside your budget. And then what happens is you say, well, as long as I keep making this much money on commission or as long as uh, you know nothing happens with my job, well, what happens if six months or 12 months from now you get laid off? And so you've counted on that future money that now a layoff or maybe you got fired or downsized or maybe the economy slows down and you're not making as much commission or you didn't uh, I've you know you didn't make the money you thought you was or I've seen people say I'm going to get a raise and they start spending the money as if they got the raise already and then if they don't get the raise or the company for whatever reason can't give you the Christmas bonus you're like I already spent that money and that's where financial literacy comes in uh, understanding what you need versus what you want and then also Understanding that if you spent that money before you have it, the cause and effect of making that decision, if something happens, you don't get that bonus. It puts you in a bad situation. And that's what they mean. And that's what we mean when we talk about financial literacy. Just thinking ahead and say, what are the things that can go wrong from making that decision today to buy this car or that thing and spending Christmas bonus or tax season money? And what happens if you don't get as much as you thought back? from taxes. Um, a good way to kind of tackle that is saying like, what do I absolutely need? And then let's budget for that. And then what do I want? And let's budget for that. So maybe you want that car or maybe you want that purse. And if you know you have an extra $800 left over every single month, and it's a $2,000 purse, you say, well, maybe I'll wait two months to get the purse or three months. I'll wait two and a half months technically to make the extra $2,000. I'll not spend my extra 800 for two months. That'll be 1600. And then month three, halfway through, I should have enough to get that purse. And now I'm not mortgaging my future. I'm not spending tomorrow's money today. I'm sacrificing today and I'll get the purse tomorrow and I'll be in a great financial situation. So that's something to think about when it comes to spending. And the last thing I'll say about spending your money in the, the needs versus wants is you also have to think about what do you want today versus what do you really want tomorrow? You see, I remember thinking about, I really wanted this Monte Carlo car, but I thought if I blow my credit, if I go into debt right now, I won't be able to get what I really want later, which is a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. And if you've seen, you know, I've gotten that my, my Ferrari delivered last year, or a couple years ago, and I finally was able to achieve some of those dreams. But I think I wouldn't be able to achieve those dreams if I blew my credit back then or if I kind of messed over my money and never got a chance to get into the stock market because I wasn't financial liter literate back then and made those early on mistakes. By the way, 
If you're enjoying this video, give it a thumbs up and hit the like button and consider subscribing to the channel for more videos like this. Now let's talk about financial literacy topic number four, which is investing. And so the mindset around budgeting and putting some money aside for investing is that when you think about how you make money, we talked about most people trade time for dollars. Well, there's only 24 hours in the day and there's only one of you. And so I learned and realized that wealthy people figure out how do I make three, four, five, six versions of me that are working 24 hours around the clock. And one of the best ways to do that is to invest. And so when you think about your money, if you make $2,000 a month, we'll just stick with that example. But if you can get maybe $10,000 in an investment account and that investment account is making $2,000 a month, you have just successfully duplicated yourself. You have created another you that is making the same amount of money, except you're not working for it. And so that's the mindset around investing and why you should consider investing. It's a financially literate thing to do from a standpoint of how do I make more money without sacrificing more time? And you can have your money work hard for you in things like the stock market, which was my choice to really go into that field. But you could also get into real estate and buy your first property. And every month when someone pays that rent check, you're closer to duplicating yourself and making the same amount of money that you make on your nine to five job. The other thing that's beautiful about investing is your money doesn't get sick. Your money doesn't go on vacation. Your money doesn't talk back. Your money doesn't catch COVID, right? Your money doesn't, you know, have kids or go out on maternity leave. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying your money doesn't do any of those things. Your money doesn't fall off a roof from hanging up Christmas decorations, right? Your money does none of that stuff. It just goes where you send it. And if you send it to the right places, it usually comes back and brings some friends to the party, which means it made some more money. So I want you thinking about that from a financial literacy standpoint. And then the fifth thing to understand about financial literacy is just a general understanding of how money works. And when I mean a general understanding, I'm talking interest rates, I'm talking credit cards and different payments to different things. One of the things that I learned early on, and I'm not sure where I heard this example from, but maybe I was just really into numbers and math. And whenever I heard this example, it made sense. And so when you look at your car insurance, for example, this is a good one to just understand in general how money works. Most people, when they get car insurance, and I was this way too, when I first got my car insurance, the number one thing I said was, what's the lowest deductible that I can have? And so typically the lowest deductible that you can have is about 500, at least if you're here in the United States, that's about the standard. The lowest deductible is $500. But what I understood was, or should I say what I didn't understand was that there was a second tier and it's a thousand dollar deductible. And I used to say, oh no, if something goes wrong, I don't know where I'm going to get a thousand dollars from, but I can come up with $500. But here's the thing that you have to understand about money is when I looked at the $500 deductible and I looked at how much I paid every month. And then I looked at the thousand dollar deductible, the thousand dollar deductible would save me $50 a month. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but over 12 months, that would save me $600. So then I had to ask the second question. When was the last time I've been in an accident? I looked up and said, I haven't been in an accident in five years. So you mean to tell me 
I could be saving $600 a year for the last five years. That would have gave me an extra $3,000 to invest. I could have even set aside $1,000 for the deductible. I could have done a whole lot of things with those $3,000. And so when I really think about it, it's like, is the $500 deductible the best way to go? Or is the $1,000 the best way to go based on the fact that I haven't been in an accident in the last five years and if things keep going this way, I won't be in an accident for the next five. But here's the thing. All I have to do is not be in an accident or have an incident for 12 months because the moment I get $600 savings, even if I get into an accident and had a $1,000 deductible, I only have to come up with $400. That's actually $100 less than going with the $500 deductible because I save $50 a month times 12 months. I save $600. And if I crash or get in an accident, it's a $1,000 deductible. Well, I got $600 and it costs $1,000 to get the car fixed. I only have to come up with $400. So I realized all I need to do is make it through one year and it's a way better deal than having a $500 deductible. And so that's what I mean by just understanding, having a general understanding of how money and how finances work will help you become more financially literate and not just thinking, what's the lowest I can get? Because sometimes the lowest deductible or lowest price may not actually be the best thing for you. And it just takes thinking about your finances and say, if I go with that one, what's my payments? If I do go with this one, what's my payments? But if you take payments out, the real question is, if I make this decision, how does that affect my finances? And if I make this decision, how does that affect my finances? So as you think about financial literacy and the mindset around it, it's not whether you're smart or not. It's not whether you went to school for something or not. It's really about just taking a step back and saying, if I make this decision, how does it affect my finances, good or bad? And if I make this decision, how does it affect my finances, good or bad? And then which one of the two or three scenarios is the best, puts me in the best situation financially based on my lifestyle, based on my current spending patterns and based on my needs. So I hope this helped uh, wrap your mind around the mindset of financial literacy. Also, check out the next video where I go deeper into the categories and different things that you need to speak, think about with respect to the five categories. I'll see you on the next video.